From Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Hey, dear friends, welcome to the program. Receiving a lot of emails about the podcast. Where is the podcast, you're asking, from last week's show? We had some sort of a logger malfunction. Isn't that right, Tim? We, the, the first logger, the secondary logger, and then there was an alarm that's supposed to warn Tim that the loggers are not operating. That malfunctioned? Come on, who's kidding who, right? Someone is trying to stifle this program. It's a conspiracy, Tim says in my ear. <laughs> You're well trained. Thank you for that. Uh, so unfortunately, that program is out in the ether and it ain't coming back. Uh, and uh, so if you didn't catch it live, I'm sorry. You missed a good one. We had uh, uh, Stephen Bassett from the Disclosure, um, well, one of the, the key uh, UFO lobbyists in Washington who's launching the Citizens Hearing in, in D.C. at the Press Club with a former congressman and uh, about 40 top-notch UFO witnesses, including military intelligence people. Uh, so we talked about that. We talked with, uh, what else did we talk about? It's gone. It's gone from my memory banks, and it's gone from the logger tapes. So uh, that doesn't happen very often, and, and we're going to do everything we can to make sure it doesn't happen again. Uh, in the meantime, let me welcome a new uh, affiliate. KLXXAM 1270 Bismarck, North Dakota. Now, I believe KLXXAM 1270, Super Talk 1270, is actually in um, Minot, or excuse me for my pronunciation, it's Minot or Minot. Now, if memory serves, uh, there is an a um, this was the site of a of a a UFO sighting, a fairly significant one, some time ago, where UFOs supposedly closed down or shut down some some nuclear missile silos. Uh, that I know it happened at Maelstrom, at Maelstrom, but I believe there was something going on in Minot as well. Anyway, uh, a big howdy-do and welcome. Very proud to have you aboard. KLXX AM 1270, Bismarck, North Dakota. Just a quick heads up what's coming up on the show in the coming weeks. On the 17th, that's, uh, uh, or let me just say it this way, next week, because some of our affiliates carry the show on different days. Next week on the program, Greg Pallast, to my mind, one of the last true investigative reporters on the planet. Greg Pallast will be here to talk about the assassination of Venezuelan President Hugo Chavez. Yes, assassination in quotes. On the 24th, Russell Targ, Russell Targ, physicist, the man who was really instrumental in starting the, the study of remote viewing at Stanford University, uh, and it was funded, I believe, by, uh, well, sort of essentially by the military or the U.S. government. Remote viewing. Uh, Russell Targ, that's on the, uh, coming up in two weeks. And then the following week, as we approach the, my word, it's going to be the 45th anniversary of the assassination of Martin Luther King, Dr. Martin Luther King. Some might call it the state execution of Dr. King. Uh, William Francis Pepper will be here. He was James Earl Ray's last lawyer. He was also the lawyer who presided over the civil uh, trial in Memphis in the late 90s, during which James Earl Ray was exonerated by the jury for the assassination. Also joining us on the program that night, really co-hosting in the first hour, will be former U.S. Representative Cynthia McKinney. So William Francis Pepper, Cynthia McKinney, and we'll discuss the state execution of Dr. Martin Luther King, April 4th, 1968. And coming up in early April, 
Been looking forward to this one for quite some time. One of the, the great trends forecasters anywhere, Gerald Salente, will be with us. Much more. Tonight, I've got a good one for you as well. I'm really excited to bring this gentleman on board this evening because many of you out there on the program, I get emails from you. You truly believe that you are targeted individuals, that you have been targeted by, we're not sure whom and for what reason exactly, but you are targeted for electronic harassment. And if you're out there listening, I hope you'll stay with us for the hour. I hope you'll call into the program. We'll make the phone lines available. In the meantime, we're going to hear the story, a harrowing story from a classically trained chef, a victim of electronic harassment and organized stalking. He is otherwise known as a targeted individual. Michael Bell is the author of Invisible Crime, Illegal Microchip Implants, Microwave Technology, and Their Use Against Humanity. And as I say, he's here to discuss his unbelievable story of how he was tracked and tortured by a covert organization via implants and microwave harassment. Michael, welcome to The Conspiracy Show. How are you? Richard, very nice to be here. Thank you very much for having me on this evening. You come from a very interesting background. You are, as I understand, a graduate of the Culinary Institute of America. So you are a classically trained chef. Yes. Tell me a little bit about that. I was very, very lucky, um, and I've been able to work at some of the really top restaurants and hotels around the world, um, mostly the United States. And it was a wonderful experience and one that you never get tired of using. Cooking was really my dream, and to be able to go to the Culinary Institute was a, a great, great honor and got me some really good jobs over the years. For the uninitiated, let's call them, what would your definition of electronic harassment and organized stalking be? Describe what it means to be a targeted individual, Michael. For me, uh, the organized stalking, it's very subtle. At first, the person who is targeted won't even realize that it's happening to them. Uh, it happens on such an imperceptible level that you would just think that a car that's just going by you, you know, honking its horn or blinking its lights, you wouldn't think anything of it. But when it starts repeating over and over and you actually have contact with people that are subtly harassing you, in and of itself it's like getting bullied a little bit all the time. And sometimes there are things that happen. Not everything can be attributed to, you know, being a targeted individual. Sometimes people will be behind you in line or something like that and be whistling or tapping their foot or jingling their keys. But those are also little methods and techniques that are used to anger and try to get a response uh, out of the uh, victim. And the other thing about it is you asked about electronic harassment. That is a different form it goes along with the stalking, but it's much more difficult to prove. For instance, I get something called directed energy burns. I'll go to sleep, I'll wake up with a huge burn on my arm or my leg, and that would be directly connected to electronic harassment. Also, having people on your phone with you, clicking on and off, and it's not, it's not done in a manner that's covert. They want you to know that you're being targeted, you're being harassed, you're being bothered. They're not trying to, they'll park right outside your house and just sit there doing nothing. And then when you come outside, they'll drive away. And then another one will come. It's always a, it's a new group. They're extremely well organized using the cellular system 
And theoretically, from what I understand, I can't actually say this to be true, but theoretically it's done fully through the cellular system and the satellite system. When you say cellular, you're not talking about mobile phones. You're talking about your own cellular system, your own, your DNA. No, 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 I'm talking about the actual cell phones. Ah, okay. Yeah, in connection with the satellite system. This is how they triangulate you. This is how they triangulate you and locate you. Is that what you're saying? Correct. They can do it several different ways. In my understanding, I, I mentioned a couple of different ways in the book, but principally, every person has a personal, almost like a, a fingerprint brainwave pattern that only they give off. And somehow the perpetrators are able to capture this with the technology that they have that's been out for almost 50 years now or a little over and kept secret. They've been able to capture the brainwave and then feed that into a computer, and they're able to actually, in real time, capture a person's thoughts, what they're hearing, depending on, on their setup. There's a couple of other techniques that they use, too, in combination, the microchip technology. And this is all done without a person's knowledge or consent, completely unwitting. Someone will go to sleep one night, and if it's done correctly, like on a Friday night, they might go to sleep and they wake up and it's suddenly Sunday morning or it's Monday morning and they don't recall the weekend. It sounds like you're discussing here now an element of mind control. If, you, if you're talking about missing time. Yes. Well, the missing time happens because the person is usually drugged. And then uh, what happens is while they're drugged, they're mind controlled, they're conditioned through a variety of different processes. For me, it was most terrifying. I can only compare it to uh, the movie A Clockwork Orange, where the individual is put in a chair and forced to look at a screen with absolutely horrific images and terrible screams and crying going on in the background. And then that, in combination with the drug that they've given you, which I discovered to be most, most of the time, it seems to be scopolamine is the drug of choice for these criminals. Michael, let me just jump in here. We'll take a time out. Michael Bell is with us, a targeted individual, classically trained chef, and now a victim of electronic harassment, organized stalking, and mind control. We'll find out when this all started, who may be behind it, what other, what other technology they're utilizing. We'll open up the phone lines. I know there are other targeted individuals who are dedicated listeners to this program. And we'll make those phone lines available to you as well. Questions and comments. Michael Bell, the author of Invisible Crime, right here on The Conspiracy Show. Stay with us. My name is Richard Serrett. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! the truth you can handle the truth the conspiracy show with richard Serrett. michael fitzhugh bell is a graduate of the culinary institute of america he's worked in some of the finest restaurants and hotels in the world and he is now telling his story his harrowing story uh, of um, electronic harassment organized stalking a victim 
of such, uh, otherwise known as a targeted individual. Michael, when did this start for you? When did you first notice that you were being electronically harassed and, and stalked? The, well, the stalking started first, um, and that just, um, at first it just seemed odd to me. It just seemed like, why are, you know, I, I'd be the only guy on the street, nobody would be around, and then these cars would go by me uh, with these sustained honks, like two or three beeps, or just, you know, and, and I didn't really think about it that much at the time, but it kept happening over and over and then as I read and did more research, I found out that this is one of the techniques that they use. Also, um, oncoming traffic against you will either turn on or turn off their lights during the day. Not at, not at night, but they'll turn on their bright lights during the day. As, as if just, just to say we're watching you. you. Just to say we're watching you. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, 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 they're letting you know that they're, that they're there. And when did this start? What, 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 can you affix a year to this? Yeah, that, hap- that, that started happening... In, in around 2005, 2006, definitely. Um, but when I was actually, when I first started experiencing the electronic harassment, which comes in two forms uh, for most victims, uh, one is called V2K, which is the voice-to-skull technology, where a voice is actually beamed into the uh, target's head 24 hours, seven days a week, a non-stop, uh, huge sleep deprivation, or they have something else, what I have. I don't have that particular form of harassment. I have something called silent subliminal sound presentation, which is, uh, it causes, it, it almost sounds like a, a very strong tinnitus, like a ringing in the ears. Interesting. And, and you've ruled uh, out tinnitus. You've had that checked out, presumably. This is not tinnitus. Uh, actually, no, I never, I, I had done enough research when I, I just said to myself, thank goodness these things haven't happened to me, but little did I know that they were going to, they would come eventually. And, um, the, the voice to skull, uh, unless people think that this is, you know, you know, a fantasy, there is something, uh, that's, you know, been, been, I mean, reports published about this, equipment tested, microwave auditory effect, and, and in fact, Yes. Um, I, I believe there was a company that field tested something like this in the field, they, uh, or uh, tested this in the field, and it was um, the name of the 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 equipment was called Medusa. Uh, I believe that's right. I, I I I remember reading that. And this is using this is using microwaves, uh, res- and it results in pressure traveling through the skull into the cochlea, and and this is real, folks. Yeah. M- microwave auditory effect. It's it's and here. It's now. The- and it only only the person who's being targeted can hear it. So, you know, and there are people, you know, people. That's a, that's the first thing. That, you know, when that happens to people, uh, it it's very it's very frightening. Um, when you're when you when you, what I call at, when you become activated, when they flip the switch, and you either start hearing the voices or you hear the ringing, um, it's very very frightening because it doesn't stop. And um, you're really afraid to tell anyone because most people that get this condition are diagnosed as schizophrenic or delusional or they have some kind of dementia. Um, people, that's a problem with doctors. They don't, they think inside of a box. They're taught to think inside that box. Anything outside of that box, they don't recognize. And they also never recognize 
that the patient may actually be telling the truth about what's, ha- what's happening to them. And then, uh, unfortunately, what happens to most of these people is that they are wrongly uh, institutionalized. Happened to me three times in six months. Uh, from for the first time is when I was uh, I was abducted like six or seven times. And the first time it happened, they took me for a week, and that's when they were doing all this these uh, this conditioning on me and, and keeping me drugged. And the only parts that I remember is when this scopolamine, this very powerful drug. Uh, that's odorless, uh, colorless, and tasteless, you don't even know. It's, it's so powerful, it hits you instantly. And you don't, but you're, you're, you're coherent. You're not like you're, um, like you'd be if you had alcohol. or You're not intoxicated, but this thing has you, and um, it is really, really frightening. You said, it sounds like something out of Mel Gibson's conspiracy theory, and you're the Mel Gibson character. Now, Michael, I've talked to a number of electronic harassment, or, or let me say, a number of targeted individuals over the years. I've produced a TV show, or an episode on my TV show about electronic harassment, uh, and, and I've never heard uh, of the... I mean, this is taking it to a whole new level. None of the people that I've talked to over the years have been abducted, have been subjected to... Uh, essentially, um, sort of mass trauma. Uh, do, do you now do you, uh, have you been diagnosed with something like disassociative disorder? I mean, have no. They no? actually they they um, each time that they they took me. Um, well, what happened to me the first time? I was gone for a week, and I realized something terrible had happened to me, and I needed. I want first. I, I, I you know I wanted to go to the police, but then I realized that the police are going to say, "Where's your proof?" So I went to the emergency room to get a blood test uh, because I had talked to a private investigator who was very knowledgeable and what I described my story to him and what happened. And he said that you need to go get a blood screen right now, uh, get a tox screen because that stuff only stays in your system for about 24 to 48 hours. So I went to the emergency room still under the influence of this stuff a little bit but I was extremely terrified of what had happened, and I kept asking for a blood test, and they denied me the blood test, and they decided to keep me for um, evaluation. And they did that to me three different times in all times. I, every time I was released, I did not have a diagnosis. Um, but there was a lot of other people that were seriously disturbed in these psych wards, and uh, they, people would come up to me and go, what are you doing here? What you, I, you could see why some of the other people were there. They were having serious mental uh, problems uh, and disturbances, nothing like what I had experienced. Michael Fitzhugh uh, Bell is with us, the author of Invisible Crime. Uh, Michael is a, a targeted individual uh, talking about uh, being subjected to... Uh, uh, well, let's talk about this, illegal microchip implants. I mean, do you, do you believe that you were chipped, essentially? Oh, I, I, what happened was they, do, they don't do it all at once. They did it with, to me in different stages. And I have, in my book, I actually have all of my own MRIs and ultrasounds all showing, clearly showing. I mean, even, I mean, it, it doesn't take a genius to, to see that, that there's something wrong with um, 
the uh, objects that I have circled in, in my own personal MRIs, a child could, would, would, would be able to look at them and go, what's that? That doesn't look like it belongs there. And um, I have all my own um, pictures and all my, uh, I included all my, my, uh, my most uh, revealing MRI images. But it's very difficult to get those images, Richard. It's very difficult, first of all, to get an image that's not been corrupted by uh, 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 an imaging center that can wipe out anything that they don't want anyone to see. Um, but it's also very difficult to get. You can't just go into a doctor's office and go, hey, I, I need to get an MRI done. And they only show up, these chips only show up in MRIs and ultrasound. They will not show up in x-rays. How, fi uh, how did you finally get uh, an MRI? Uh... I, had to, I had to go to Europe three times. Because in Europe, all you need, all you, all you have to do is have the money. Right. All you have to do is pay for it over there and say, listen, I want this done and I want that done. And they go, that's 1,500 euro. And then you go, there's your 1,500 euro. And then they give you your MRI, your ultrasound, whatever you want. And then the doctor also, I, I included the, uh, the doctor's findings in when I got my first evidence in Madrid, Spain, of the first chip that I found in my navel, and uh, it's in my book. Uh, I circled it. I mean, you can clearly see what it is, um, and uh, there's no denying it. And uh, it's and also, I have the all these chips that I have. I have found somewhere in the neighborhood of 250 of these tiny little white scars that are corresponding and symmetrical on my body from head to toe and every place in between. What are these and, chips uh, for? I mean, uh, what has your research, uh, where has your research led you? I mean, do these chips emit some sort of a radio frequency? What are they used for? They're actually, um, they're actually, um, they don't even have batteries. And they're, uh, they're actually your own body's energy and circulation of blood keeps these charged up um, so they don't it's not like they're going to run out uh, of battery power um, although there are times when they're stronger than others but um, I, I describe I described the I discovered a couple of different methods to um, disable or at least lessen the effects of these um, illegally uh, implanted microchip implants that I, that I mean, there's, I mean, pretty much every person that I check, even if they don't, even if they're not targeted, I will find certain scars on their hand in the exact same place that I have mine. And, and I go, you know, and, and they don't, they're not targeted, so they don't really care. They go, hmm, that's interesting. I never noticed those before. But I found that um, uh, these I describe in the book, I have a couple of different shielding and counter, counter uh, methods that I've included. Um, and the book itself is actually really a handbook written for targets and how to get their lives back, how to get back on track and to, to reduce uh, the amount of harassment that they're receiving, the pain, 
Um, we'll get into how that. To deal we, with family members. We'll definitely how to deal with doctors. We'll definitely what, get into that. What not to say. Right. We'll definitely get into that. Um, Michael Fitzhugh Bell joins us. He's a, 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 a graduate of the Culinary Institute of America, a classically trained chef, and his book is entitled "Invisible Crime: Illegal Microchip Implants, Microwave Technology, and Their Use Against Humanity." Let's take a few moments to talk about the perps. Now, I, I, you, you described this uh, these these people as uh, sort of this criminal underworld. But what led you to that conclusion? Because some people listening to your story may conclude that this is uh, some sort of a, a black ops, uh, I don't know, covert, uh, you know, intelligence organization. Why is it a criminal underworld in your mind? I, although, you know, there's no denying well, what they're doing is criminal. I'll, I'll tell you, it, there's, there's actually two types of perpetrators. There are the black ops that are working for the government who have, unlimited funding and can pretty much do whatever they want and really are immune to getting in trouble of any kind. Uh, You can't prosecute these people. Um, They write all the laws and they protect themselves and then they hide behind a clause that says, um, uh, you know, this is is a a state of of national uh, security uh, matter. We can't we're going to have to dismiss this case. Um, but there's two types. There's, there's the black ops type with the government, which are actually doing testing on people. And then this information was either sold, this technology was either sold or stolen or both by the criminal underworld in my studies. And, um, I mean, imagine if you could, imagine what, what kind of power somebody would have if this technology got into the wrong hands, it would be, uh, I mean, if you, these people are generally, the, the, perp, the perpetrators themselves, are sociopathic. They are psychopathic people. Oh, they would have they, to be. Yeah, they would have to be. They don't care. They, they, they seem to enjoy uh, the harassment that they uh, deal out to the, to the targeted people, and the people really never find out. Usually, sometimes they do. Some some people actually find out who the, who, who who you know who's targeting them and why. But the, that's one type. The other people. Let me just uh, let me get you to hold on to that thought, Michael. We'll take a time sure. out. We'll come back. We'll find out who the uh, the other uh, group of perps uh, are. Michael Fitzhugh Bell is with us, classically trained chef. And a targeted individual. If you are a targeted individual, would love to hear from you. Phone lines available to you and other questions and comments as well. Microchip implants and electronic harassment right here on The Conspiracy Show. Richard Serrett, stay with us. So, a rich little man with white hair died. What has that got to do with the price of rice, right? And why is that woe to us? Because you people... And 62 million other Americans are listening to me right now because less than 3% of you people read books. Because less than 15% of you read newspapers. Because the only truth you know is what you get over this tube. Right now, there is a whole, an entire generation that never knew anything that didn't come out of this tube. This tube is the gospel, the ultimate revelation. This tube can make or break presidents, popes, prime ministers. This tube is the most awesome damn force in the whole godless world. 
You're listening to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Actually sitting here uh, looking at a patent for uh, voice-to-skull technology. This is real, folks. Names the inventor. It names the uh, the um, the lawyer uh, representing the uh, the firm that invented this. And uh, a brief summary of the invention here in the patent. I've discovered that a pulsed signal in a radio frequency carrier of about 1,000 megahertz is effective in creating intelligible signals inside the head of a person if the elect- if the electromagnetic energy is projected through the air to the head of the person. Intelligible signals are applied to the carrier by microphone or other audio source and I cause the bursts to be frequently modulated. It goes on to describe uh, uh, the uh, the device, the drawings, the detailed description of the invention, etc., etc. Microwave uh, voice-to-skull technology, it is here, it is real, it is being used against people like my guest, Michael Fitzhugh Bell, graduate of the Culinary Institute of America, a targeted individual and the author of Invisible Crime, Illegal Microchip Implants, Microwave Technology, and Their Use Against Humanity. Uh, Michael, we were talking about the perps, uh, but yeah, before we do that, let me just grab a few calls because sure. there are people out here, uh, as I say, who, have, who, who believe they are targeted as well, and maybe we'll, uh, we'll hear from some tonight. Let's first say hello to uh, Dave in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Dave, welcome to The Conspiracy Show. Hello. Go ahead, Dave. Dave has his radio on. Okay, so Dave, turn your radio off and we'll come back to you. Let's say hello to Pete in New York. Pete, hello. Welcome. Hello, Pete. Hello. Hi, go ahead. You're on the air, please. Yeah, hi. Uh, hi, Richard. Hi, Michael. I'm, I'm curious about one thing. Um, I heard you say that, you know, they're doing all these things, and obviously you've done a lot of research into the subject. Uh, all the things that you speak about, incidentally, they're all real and they do exist. But I found that there's, like, two types of people that are a victim to this thing. And I was wondering, why do you think... They're targeting you. What is the particular reason? Well, that some some people are targeted for simple reasons like hatred, jealousy, um, revenge. Um, you, you know, you you crossed somebody somewhere, um, or you um, made a bad business deal, and someone and this is their your punishment. That's one type of person. Um, there, and then there's also the random people that are in the wrong place at the wrong time and maybe just chosen by the government um, as literally as a lab rat to be studied and dissected uh, mentally. All right, Pete in New York, thank you for that. Uh, Michael, the first person I, I ever met who was a, a targeted individual, I believe she worked with the Corps of Army Engineers uh, in the United States, uh, she moved up here to Canada, uh, and uh, this she's been a lifelong targeted individual. Um, and I believe she would put herself in the category of maybe the guinea pig. They're testing whatever they have on her. Uh, basically, ran her out of her career. Uh, but then I so there's that group, and then I met this lovely woman uh, in New York City. I met her in her apartment, her tiny little apartment. Uh, she's an event planner, and she was led to conclude that she was being targeted because she lived in rent, a rent-controlled unit, and they wanted her out. So, uh, I mean, it, that yeah, gives I you... Yeah, I know her. She's a friend of mine. Ah, okay. So, so again, who, who, who's targeting you? Have, you? have you been able to determine that? You know, I really haven't. Nobody has come forward uh, to claim responsibility for it. And so, 
like for many people, it's just like, why? why? What have I done to deserve this? Uh, although there are people like um, my friend in New York City who wanted to be, they wanted to drive her out of her apartment because she was paying less money than they were and they wanted her apartment and they wanted to try to force her out. And, um, but she's resisted and she's uh, a very strong person and uh, has really uh, dealt with this terrible hand of cards that she's been given very, very well. Have you talked to Robert Duncan, who's uh, one of the key researchers in this field? I just read it. I just read an article by uh, by him just recently, and uh, I believe he was the creator of what they call synthetic telepathy. I don't know about that. Tell me about that. Or at least he he had he had some uh, some contribution toward it. Okay. Yeah, he's. I know he's a very learned man uh, in in this field, and and uh, whenever there's an issue that pops up in the news regarding a potential mind control victim, we have him on. Uh, and I know that also you've sought the counsel of uh, Roger Tolsis, who is uh, an expert yes. in sort of counter in, uh, counter electronic surveillance. Yeah, Roger was a huge help to me um, uh, in a time when I was, especially in the beginning, uh, you know, you're not used to, uh, you know, you have your life one day and you never really realize how good you had it until it's taken away from you and you're handed this this horrible situation um, really what I describe in the book as a nightmare from which you never seem to wake. And um, Roger's been very helpful to me over the years, uh, answering questions, um, giving me insight. Um, he's, been, he's been invaluable, and he's really the only person that offers the service that he does. There's really no one else like him. All right, Michael, let me take another time out, come back, and we'll find out exactly uh, what... Uh, what can be done uh, for other targeted individuals, what seems to, to help, if anything. Michael Fitzhugh Bell, targeted individual, the author of Invisible Crime. Stay with us here on The Conspiracy Show. My name is Richard Serrett. The owners of the system are asleep. Now we can play. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Michael Fitzhugh Bell stays with us, a graduate of the Culinary Institute of America, a classically trained chef, and a targeted individual. Uh, here, uh, retelling his harrowing ordeal with um, electronic harassment, organized stalking, uh, microchip implants. M- Michael, so many questions and so little time here, and I, I want to work in another call quickly. But, but uh, when you decided to come forward, I mean, uh, let me ask you this. How, how, um, how are you getting on in life. I mean, are you able to continue to work as a chef? Are you even employable at this point? Well, I, I actually, um, I was, uh, I went out to Hollywood like so many uh, aspiring writers, uh, and uh, I was a screenwriter, and I also worked as a chef as well. Um, and um, I don't know, uh, I would say that... Um, I'm sorry. Wait, wait, wait. Well, are you able to work? Oh, uh, yes. I'm, well, I'm still able to do my writing, and uh, I could go back to working in the kitchen if I wanted to. Um, but being being a targeted individual 
really makes it, it's very very difficult for people to maintain a, a regular job without. I, I would I would imagine. Uh, now let me ask you: Are there still missing gaps in time? Do you still find yourself suddenly, you know, waking up and you you can't account for the last three days? No, I think that they've I think they've pretty much done all that they had planned to do to me. And oh, before I forgot, if I could just slip this in, I actually had. Uh, one chip removed from my jaw. That was my next and, question. Okay, a chip removed. The, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I'm just I'm following up on what you're saying. You had a oh, chip yeah, removed from your. I did from actually your... have one removed from my jaw, uh, but the doctor would not let me keep it. I did get a couple of good photographs of it, and they're they're in my book and on my website. But um, they wouldn't let me keep it though, and um, I'm pretty sure that the doctor was spoken to by someone high up okay. uh, to not allow me to take this thing or, or to identify it for what it was. Uh, so I never really actually got to prove what it was, but I have pictures of it. And um, oh, the other thing I wanted to tell you is that another horrible thing is since we have so little time is the uh, they're able to invade and uh, control your dreams at night when you're sleeping. Give me an example. How does, how does that work? Um, well, I used to have regular dreams like everyone else. Uh, n- now, the dreams that I get, they're extremely vivid. And they're usually, um, a lot of times, they're either violent or sometimes sexual in nature. They're just, uh, they're really weird dreams. I mean, you have, once in a while, you have a nightmare. But these things happen every night. Uh, once they start happening, you don't get your old dreams back. And usually, like, if you get up in the middle of the night um, and then, you know, to get some water or whatever and you go back to sleep, usually your dream, that dream that you were dreaming, you sometimes you don't even remember. It just, it just goes away. Right. They this stay thing, with this you. This thing is like a videotape. This is like about hacking. And then when you go back to sleep, it continues again. And it's usually the same scenario. You're, you're as the target, always the loser. You're always... Um, you're a loser. You're being taunted. You're being made fun of. You're you're um, being laughed at. Um, you you've lost something you can't find. You had a, some keys in your hand and you turned around and you spend the rest of the dream looking for this this thing. It's the same scenario over and over. This is about hacking the human mind, folks. Uh, Dave is in Hamilton. Uh, Dave, welcome uh, to the Conspiracy Show. Yeah, hopefully we make it this time. I lost you the uh, first time. You're but, on the uh, air. I've got some information that goes back to 70, uh, 76 of when I've uh, been targeted since that long. And um, I call it uh, I call it STOP, Strategic Targeting of Persons. And it um, basically leads to what I call constructive homicide. Constructive homicide. You mean you're you you're the victim? They want to drive you over the edge. Is that the right. idea? Right. I mean, I've had you're familiar with the terms constructive dismissal and constructive uh, eviction, right? Correct. Correct. Yeah, that's uh, happened in my life, and I was uh, forced out of high school um, without cause. It was basically constructive uh, expulsion. I've had this happen with my driver's license that they uh, ticket you without cause, and then when you go to fight it, there's uh, the tickets. Uh, you never get notification of it in court. They just run it through, uh, forged documents and whatnot, and next thing you know, you're under suspension, and you get pulled over, and then you get a license suspension, and your insurance goes through the roof. Um, and it just kind of goes on and on. And one of the main things that they do 
is they, they try to smear your name within the community to make you the laughing stock, and they also use the tactic against other people. They basically say, you get this guy or we'll get you, and if you do get him, we'll give you X amount of dollars to make it worth your while. So. Okay, sorry to cut you uh, uh, short there, Dave. I just want to get uh, Michael's we're tight for time. I appreciate the call. He's, Michael. he's actually 100% correct. Yeah. That's what happens. Uh, uh, what happens is... Um, uh, the government or these organized uh, crime groups will subcontract out to people to uh, harass people, and um, they're either paid in gas money or some kind of reimbursement. Some of them are paid in drugs, whatever whatever payment. Uh, I mean, that's the type of person that you're looking at uh, that would do this for a living. Um, this is what somebody does. They don't have a regular job. They just go around harassing people. And that was the other thing I was going to say, is that the other type of person that harasses people are actually people who are being mind-controlled to harass other people. And they aren't even aware that they're doing it. They're, they'll stand behind you in line, and they're given a notion to cough or clear their throat. Um, and sometimes it's an intentional person doing it, but you never know who it is. And sometimes it's actually a legitimate you know, coughing or a sneeze, you know, but uh, the the targeted individual picks up on it pretty quickly and is able to distinguish, um, especially if, if somebody coughs and, and gives you a glare, and stares at you with an right. angry look. Right. You know, it's no funny. Uh, or it's walking along the street and some guy, you know, gives you the finger and yells curse words at you for no reason. All right. Dave and Hamilton, I appreciate the call. Sorry we uh, we uh, had to move along quickly. I want to work one more in here. John is in Ohio this evening. John, welcome to The Conspiracy Show. Yeah, Richard, hello to you and your guest. Uh, I just wanted to relate a quick story, and I had a quick question. Um, I don't. I like your guesses. He doesn't know why he's being targeted. I don't think I am, but <clears throat> some things are really strange. I was taking care of my father years ago, and he, he was real sick. And um, I noticed a lot of getting back to the vehicles, the cars or these vehicles, strange vehicles I've never seen before were going by. And I just happened to look up this one time, and I saw this white blazer go by, and a gentleman picked up on the radio right as I looked out, and I saw him speaking to the radio, and he said, he's inside, he's watching the TV. And at the same time, I could hear the voice come over my, it came through my TV. And to this day, it's just freaked me out, and I can't figure out why. And and I'd like to, to ask you know your guests to comment on that and and also the question was um would, would local officials like the police or somebody would would they be also involved because I'm not I'm not like a drug dealer or anything there's no reason for them to you know to target me like your guest said he doesn't know why and I don't think I'm being targeted but that's that's all I had I just wanted to know if you could comment on that for me thank you very much appreciate the call from Ohio John thank you go ahead Michael what do you think uh, yeah I, I've actually heard of that before um, the voices being um, transmitted through the television, over the radio, um, coming on in the middle of a phone call to somebody, um, uh, messages coming up on your computer, you know, just like like a word, like this is a famous one that, that the perpetrators like to use, obey, will we'll just come up on your screen like for a second and then, then it's gone. Um, Michael, can I ask you something? Because it, 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 it's so elaborate, this stalking and harassment, that one would 
suppose or can only imagine the number of people that would need to be involved and, and uh, managed and controlled and organized. And uh, I mean, how many people do you think would be involved in just stalking and, and harassing you? Dozens? A hundred? Oh, yeah. Well, see, the thing is, is that there's people put in place everywhere. So no matter where you move, the, the people that are harassing you are not going to follow you. The new group will pick up where, wherever you left off. And certain areas are much worse than others. Some places you, you won't get that much. Some places are really horrible. Um, we just have a few minutes, Michael. Can you, can you give us some, some takeaway here, some hope for those people that are suffering, that are targeted as you are? What right. can they do? to make their lives bearable? Well, that's, that's, that's uh, pretty much, uh, I, I reveal all the, all the things that I've learned, at seven years of exhaustive research uh, that I put into this book, and um, I give away every secret that I've discovered. Um, but I have to say that basically um, 50% of, because this thing can drag you down real fast. You can financially, uh, emotionally, um, spiritually can really drain you. Uh, but so really 50% is being positive. That, that's really, I mean, people like, and that sounds easy, but it's very difficult to do under these circumstances. So if you can do that, then you're halfway there. If you can get to yourself to, a, a, you, you just can't let this thing spiral down uh, and get you down. You have to rise above it. And I also reveal a lot of techniques and methods that I've used to help myself get back to where I am today. Um, I'm, 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 I've almost got my, my life back the way it was before. It's still not 100% the same. But, Is there any sort of shielding? Uh, you can, can you shield? Is there yeah, a, a lead I, I've, paint? I've or? actually discovered shield, some shielding methods that I um, reveal in the book. One of them is uh, a VCR magnetic tape. You can make blankets out of, these, out of this stuff. I, I tell in great detail how to do this, and it will offer protection to people. And the neodymium magnets are another huge uh, thing to, um, to prevent that uh, will actually wear down the, the uh, voice-to-skull technology um, uh, implants that people have usually they're cochlear implants, and uh, it wears them down to a point where it's tolerable. Um, How's your family been through this? I don't know what your, fam- your, your family situation is. Do you have a wife, children? Well, yeah, yes. Uh, actually, my parents are um, back on the East Coast, and they're listening to the show right now, I think. Um, they've been, they were very nice to me because I lived in California at the time, and I fled once... Uh, this thing got out of control, and uh, I was getting drugged all the time and being locked out of my building. One time I was, I was drugged and locked out of my building only wearing a pair of boxer shorts and a T-shirt. And, and, and talk about a nightmare. You know, I was actually locked out, and, I mean, it, it, it can't get much worse than that. No, no. And once that happened, uh, I, my parents were very, very nice to me, and I thanked them in the book. Uh, for letting me use their house as my bunker, so to speak, um, to prevent any further harassment. And Let me ask you a difficult question, Michael. I, I mean, are, yeah. I, they're, they're supportive and they're loving, of course, but do they believe you? Um, they're still skeptical, but uh, I have such overwhelming evidence in my book uh, and all my MRIs and um, 
all the patents that I list in the book, um, that they can't help but, but consider the possibility. And the technology is there. So it's not like it's something I made up. Uh, I have a great imagination as a writer, but it's not that good. Right, right. Oh, my. Michael, listen, I really appreciate you uh, not only coming on this program, but uh, speaking out. I, I've talked to enough uh, victims, enough targeted individuals over the years. Um, I, I believe that this is happening to people, and we know that the technology is real, and it is available, and it could fall into the wrong hands. Well, anybody who's using it, those are the wrong hands, because it's being used uh, for truly evil purposes. And, yeah. uh, Michael, I don't know if you're a religious person. You talked about, you know, how it could drag you down spiritually, but I, I uh, pray that God goes with you and protects you. And, um, thank you. Uh, thank you for writing, uh, this book. Uh, where can people get a hold of Invisible oh, Crime? I was going to ask you if I could mention my website. It's www.invisiblecrime.com. I've linked up to your site on uh, my site as well at richardserrett.com. If they go to the homepage and click on Michael F. Bell, that'll take you right to your site. Oh, thank you very much, Richard. Michael, stay well. Let's do this again. All right. I look forward to it. Thank you so much. All right. Michael Bell. Uh, not sure if I can uh, say that I'm a targeted individual, although I've sort of hinted at what's been going on over at our family. Maybe we're being spiritually attacked. I'm not sure, but um, we're getting through it. Thank you for your positive emails. Uh, enough said on that score. Uh let me just direct you to the website, richardserrett.com. Everything you need to know about The Conspiracy Show, you'll find there. If you're a man who needs to lose up to 30 pounds or more, we have an important free offer for you. Since I need you to help us reach our goal of helping men lose 2 million pounds of unwanted weight, that's why we're giving away as many free 30-day trials of Sensa for Men as we can in the next 24 hours. If you're ready to lose weight and help us reach our 2 million pound goal, call for your free trial. But hurry, every 15 seconds, someone says yes to Sensa. So free trials are disappearing fast. To guarantee yours, call now. 1-800-923-6975. In a six-month study, one of the largest of its kind ever conducted, participants lost an average of 30 pounds using Sensa for Men. Now, you can too. The demand has been overwhelming. If you want to lose up to 30 pounds or more, call now for your free trial. 1-800-923-6975. Strict limit of one per household. Again, that's 1-800-923-6975. 1-800-923-6975.